Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Hello. How are you? I am pretty good. It's a little... It's a little dreary of a Monday. Uh huh. A little dreary. You look uh, a little cold. Yes, I'm wearing like I'm gonna run, so I'm wearing like my running leggings plus sweatpants over it plus a vest, like a down vest, because yeah. it's cold in our house. Make sure you don't need like a hat or anything. Well, like I a, might when I go yeah. out, but it's just our house stays colder than outside sometimes. But it's a big day at the Waters household because spring break is over, so the house is all yours again. Oh, well, not yet, because you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> Monday's yours, not working, so no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. No, I'm kidding, kidding. But um, yes, the kids were not excited to go back to school today. No, and they let us know about it, Yeah, too, they did. Which was nice. Although it was better than last night. Last mm-hmm. night, they were like, oh, school. Yeah. And then I told them they had to stop complaining. So this morning was just kind of like, you could tell the malaise was there, mm-hmm. but they weren't vocalizing it. Um, but but Sam is going on BOA, so he's yeah. he gets to go with the fifth graders. He's leading the, the, the outdoor camping experience, so he's excited, but yeah. he gets out of school. So the, right. other, the other three are back in school. And it was a good spring break. I mean, yeah. we had two birthdays. You know, yep. we, we kicked it off with uh, Maddie's birthday. Mm-hmm. He turned 11. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up last night with Johnny's birthday. He turned 14. Very so good. You got both of, of them, right? Yeah. Yep. And Ellie was home for the weekend. Ellie was home for the weekend, mm-hmm. so it was great to see her again. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a nice break. And we, we didn't go anywhere exciting or, or do much, but uh, I think it was it was a really good break yeah. because they had a lot of fun. Well, they did a lot of things with they their friends and sleepovers wow, yeah. and fishing and all the things. So mm-hmm. they had fun. We kind of just did our thing. Yeah. So Still was, a busy time. You're in church, so. It's a very busy yeah. time in your church. Yeah. But, uh, and didn't we start the spring break with Sam's? basketball yeah was yeah. that just yeah, last that, week we, we had yeah <gasps> the state tournament uh, it was yes yeah, it was like 10 days ago yeah yeah because it was the first weekend that's why you can never go anywhere for spring break right. when you have people on the teams because you never know if they're going to make it that far yeah. okay wow that seems like a really long yeah, time it's crazy ago. isn't it yes yeah. wow okay yep so um anything else that we need to touch on before we jump into well, let's see. Uh, in terms of the church life, we got a big guest preacher coming up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Michelle Waters will mm-hmm. be preaching, bringing God's word to us. Well, so, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yes, I will be doing that with you. Yes, yes, yes. We're a little tag team. Yes. We got it all figured out back and we forth. We do. I was thinking about that. Are we going to sit on stools or are we going to like, and then get up? When, or what are we going to do? Just stand? Or, am I just going to stand there while you speak and you stand, stand there? there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll think about that a little bit. We, we can rehearse We that. don't have it all figured you know, out. We, we, we will. We'll, we can block and choreograph it. It'll be awesome. We're not doing that. Yes, we can. <laughs> nope. Definitely. Yep. Nope. Uh, so that'll be fun. So that's coming up on Sunday. We got the men's retreat on Saturday, mm. um, and then uh, the Wednesday after that, Wednesday the 29th, is our prayer vigil. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Um, and then, boy, then we start right up. We've got a church Holy work week. day on April 1st, getting ready for the the people to come. And then April 2nd is the start of uh, Holy Week with Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I believe you're going to celebrate Palm Sunday in a <laughs> unique fashion this year. Well, I'm not actually getting to do it. I'm just the chauffeur. Mm-hmm. But on Palm Sunday, my daughters are going to Taylor Swift in Dallas. They somehow managed to get themselves tickets when that whole frenzy was going yeah, on. Yeah. And so, um, like, one needs to be picked up in Austin. The other one's flying here. So she and I will pick up in Austin, go. I will bring them to the concert. I will chill out by myself, I guess. And then pick them up from the concert the next morning sophie flies out from dallas mm-hmm. 
at like seven in the morning and then I will drop Ellie back off in UT and then come home. Yeah, so it'll be a very interesting Palm Sunday. It will be. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I've ever missed on Palm Sunday. Although 50s. I don't know when we're leaving yet, so yeah. I don't know what we're doing. So that'll yeah. be fun. Okay. Well, good. So that, those are kind of all the things going on here. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So we're in Crossways. We are in Crossways. We are in the book of Hosea. Yes. So this is one of the minor prophets. Uh, and Hosea, even a word about the, the minor prophets. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we are we are going chronologically in Crossways. We go chronologically through yeah. the uh, through the prophets. Uh, they're given in a different order in the Bible. Uh, and so that's why if, when you're looking for Hosea in the Bible, you know, it kind of skips around. Uh, but we're going chronologically. So we looked first at Amos. Who's well, the, Okay, why would the why would Amos if Hosea is the only one to the northern prof, to the northern right, kingdom, right? So, right? so, so why would Amos be first? Uh, because Amos was the first of the literary prophets, that is, the prophets who wrote something down for us to to uh, to keep to maintain. He was about seven fifty or so BC, and then Hosea was a little bit later, about seven twenty BC. Uh, so we're going chronologically. Oh, so Amos was speaking to the southern kingdom, though. Well, Amos right? was a, Amos was from the south, but God sent him to the north. Yeah, because why would he be prophesying so right. early? Okay. And then, uh, and, and then about twenty years later, um, yes, Hosea is from the north and speaks to the north. Okay, and some to the south, right? Or at least it begins with the kings of the of both, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. He, you know, he, his message is yep. for both. I mean, he okay. does mention Judah as well, but yes, primarily it's to the south. Okay, got it. But anyways, and so um, so to one the of the north. big things to keep in mind is that. Um, uh, is that because they're both roughly contemporary, you know, about 20 years or so, later, mm-hmm. uh, they speak about the same kind of issues. Um, and if you recall from Amos, it had to do with wealth, with prosperity, mm-hmm. that wealth was pouring into the northern kingdom and they were kind of using it on themselves. Uh, that God blessed them mighty, but they didn't return to him. They just kind of uh, pampered themselves silly. Hmm. Uh, and so the a good little phrase for that is uh, um, full bellies and empty memories. Full oh. bellies and empty memories. So this is from Hosea 13, verse 4. 13, verse 4, okay. Uh, but I am the Lord your God from the land of Egypt. You know no God but me. Besides me, there is no Savior. It was I who knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. But when they had grazed, they became mm. full. They were filled. Their heart was lifted up. Therefore, they forgot me. Hmm. So I, I am to them like a lion, like a leopard. I will lurk beside the way. I will fall upon them like a bear robbed of her cubs. I will tear them open, and there I shall devour them like a lion as a wild beast. Well, you know, and this is actually what, what happens, right? In, mm-hmm. When anytime you have like great prosperity, you usually have spiritual decline. Exactly. And so that, and one could argue that's probably what we're seeing in our own day, sure. right? Is that there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, America is enjoying a, a standard of living uh, unknown in any other time in the world. Or we were, definitely. Well, we were. We still are, but relatively, it's changed. Right. Yes. Relative, relative to the world, we certainly still are. Yeah. Relative to our country, it's been in decline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and as often happens, you know, when you have a full belly, yes. it's, it's easy Absolutely. to forget God and what mm-hmm. God has done for you and turn away from him. Right. Um, and that's precisely what was happening uh, at this time. And so in, in, in the time of Amos, uh, God was calling the people saying, this, this will happen, repent and return before it's too late. But now about 20 years later, it is too late. Uh, hmm. and so God sends Hosea to tell the people, you know, time's up. Okay. I gave you all these chances. And remember, this is about 720. So for 200 years, God has put up with these people. Yeah, I was going to say, because I was going to say God's timetable, 20 years is nothing. He usually right. gives much more than that. But you're saying he's been... Right. Because, yeah. you know, if you remember, it's about nine... What was it 920? Yeah. I think when uh, when the Northern Kingdom broke off uh, from the Southern Kingdom, yeah. 
And ever since then, God has sent them uh, prophet, prophet after prophet, Elijah, mm-hmm. Elisha, mm-hmm. Amos, Hosea, and then a number of unnamed prophets as well. Got it. Uh, and over the course of 200 years, the people just simply wouldn't come back. Right. And so finally, God has had enough. And he says that I will tear you uh, like a wild animal. I will turn upon you. Mm. Uh, and so at this time, while, while God is raising up Hosea to tell them this message, mm-hmm. the people are experiencing all kinds um, of, 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 all kinds of catastrophe. Okay. So on the ground, um, as the nation falls apart, and the political system uh, goes into a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. In the course of 25 years, they have six different kings, oh four of whom take the throne by killing the guy ahead of them. Oh, right. That was the graphic. That was the There's graphic, a graphic right. like that in your book. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a time of, uh, of political churn, of mm-hmm. political chaos. And again, that, that's typical. You know, yeah. when, uh, when kingdoms and nations fall, uh, the falling of them is a time of great chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's going on there. And yet, you know, God being who he is, uh, yet though this, this trumpet, uh, this trumpet of doom is sounding, you know, God is, is calling the trumpet, calling the Assyrians to come and, mm-hmm. and do their deed. Uh, yet there are these little notes of grace that sound throughout. Well, definitely there's a lot more in Hosea than there are in Amos. Oh, yeah. I mean, every, I think it's even in the first chapter you get some of that, but okay, oh, yeah. go we'll ahead. We'll look at that too, but okay. since we're in 13, we'll look at okay. chapter 13, okay. verse 14. So, you know, God has just called him, compared himself to a lion, to a leopard, to a bear, to a wild beast mm-hmm. who will turn and mm. rend his people. But then there's uh, chapter 13, verse 14, there's this wonderful uh, note um, that I shall ransom them from the power of the grave. I shall redeem them from death. Oh, death, where are your plagues? Oh, Sheol, where is your sting? Compassion is hidden from my eyes. Mm. Uh, and so, of course, you know, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, mm-hmm. when he's writing about the resurrection, uh, this is the passage that he quotes. Mm-hmm. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is thy law? Uh, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. So even in the midst of this, uh, this, this sentence of capital punishment against his nation, uh, there's a hint, you know, a, a note of grace that this is not the end, but God will ransom his people from the grave. And then we'll go in a little, going back even earlier in chapter 6, okay. there's this wonderful passage. Chapter 6, verse 1. And uh, this is the people. It's, it's, it's in the voices of the people were speaking to God. Okay. And they say, Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, that he may heal us. He has struck us down, but he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will raise mm. us up, that we might live before him. Mm. And you're reading from the ESV. I am. Yeah, because the NIV is a little bit different. But yes, beautiful. Yeah, and so this is uh, this is one of the few passages mm. that's a prophecy of Jesus' resurrection on the third day. Yes. You know, in the Nicene Creed, which we're using right now in church, mm-hmm. we say, um, on the third day he rose mm-hmm. from the dead in accordance with, with the, the scriptures. scriptures. Uh, and there's really only two places that talk about the third day. It's here, that on the third day he shall raise us up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Jonah, Jonah who was yeah. in the belly of the whale for three days. Right. But, so here's a very famous uh, passage, an important one for us as Christians. Well, mm-hmm. wouldn't you also have to talk about Jesus saying, "In three days, I will raise this temple." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that so Jesus, yeah, yeah, that was about the temple, but right. he well, was talking, about, talking himself. about himself. Too. Yeah. yeah, that's in the gospel. Okay, right. okay. Uh, I guess I, I had in mind the Old Testament. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but but anyway, so this is an, another very important passage that this is not the end, but that God that, that there will be life after death, yes, even after a catastrophe like this. And then a wonderful, wonderful passage in chapter 11, chapter 11. And so God has decided that, you know, the end has come for his northern kingdom Mm -hmm. and that he himself will be set against them and he's sending the Assyrians against them. But then here you hear God's heart uh, 
crying out for his people. So chapter 11, verse 8. How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Admah or treat you like Zeboim, which are these cities God destroyed? Mm -hmm. My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my burning anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not a man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. Mm. And so you hear God crying out for his people that even though he's determined to do this, uh, how can I do it? He says he hears his heart crying out for his people. Um, and so why is God doing hmm. this? Well, in the uh, beginning of that chapter, chapter 11, verse 1, uh, we hear why this has come to pass, that God has great love and compassion for his people. Mm -hmm. He says, chapter 11, verse 1, when Israel was a child, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Mm -hmm. And now that's familiar to us because the Matthew quotes that in the gospel. Yep. When he talks about how uh, Mary, Jesus, and Joseph went down to Egypt and back. Yeah. Yes. But it refers, first of all, to Israel. When Israel was a child, I loved him. Mm -hmm. Out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away. They kept on sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. And yet it was I, I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up by their arms. But... They did not know that I had healed them. I led them with cords of kindness, with bands of love. I became to them as one who eases the yoke of their jaws, and I bent down to them and I fed them. Mm. And again, we hear God's crying out for his people, that he says, mm -hmm. I'm your father. Mm -hmm. you, know, you are my people. I, I am your God. I am like your father. I, I led you by the hand, Yeah. Uh, which is something near and dear to me because we just had two boys. And so we, you know, we just celebrated the birthday of two boys. Oh, so I was like, know. wait, what? We just had two. No, we did not just have no, any we didn't. two boys. But we have, right. yes. Our youngest two boys had birthdays. Right. So I was Thank looking you. at their, their baby pictures. Yeah, we always bring out the yeah. baby book. Yes. Uh, and so this this powerful image of God the Father calling out to his people, saying, how how can I give you up? How can I do this? Mm. Why, why do you go away from me? Mm -hmm. um, and then in the first three chapters of Hosea, that image uh, shifts or shifted from a father-son, parent-child, uh, to a husband-wife. Right. And so that's, this is kind of what we'll end with. Okay. So God calls Hosea the prophet to do an odd thing. So this is uh, Hosea chapter 1, verse 2. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go take yourself a wife of whoredom mm. and have children of whoredom, for the Lord commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. Okay, well, my, let's just read what the NIV says. Mm -hmm. That's quite bold, that yeah. one. Okay. The NIV says, Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her for like an adulterous wife this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the lord yeah and so that's the interpretive question is right. this a, a woman who plays fast and loose or is this a woman who does you know has a, a profession so ah. that's kind of what it is um but you know, it. it's it's quite an amazing thing and so here we have yet another new thing that god does so it says in hebrews in many and various ways god mm -hmm. spoke to his people of old by the prophets mm -hmm. And this is one of the many in various ways that God spoke through them. Right. Uh, and so we, we'll see more and more of this as we look at the prophets. But here's the first time it happens, at least historically the first time, uh, is that God gives his prophets what's called a prophetic act or a sign act. Uh, in, and so in the doing of this deed, it's like they're acting out hmm. the prophecy. So uh, what would be another example? Uh, so another example would be, you know, Jeremiah the prophet. Uh -huh. you know, so later on, God will tell Jeremiah the prophet uh, to go buy a loincloth and then bury it in the ground and then come back and dig it up. And Jeremiah says, I can't wear this thing. It's ruined. He says, aha, so my people are ruined oh, too. 
interesting. Um, and then another would be, you know, Ezekiel. Uh, God tells Ezekiel to do all kinds of weird things. Yes. You know, make a little <laughs> scale model of Jerusalem, <laughs> lie on your right side for this long, yeah. lie on your left side for this long, all kinds of weird stuff. Right? Okay. Yeah, so those are sign acts. Okay, interesting. But this is the first one. So here's the first one. And, you know, imagine you're, you're just kind of minding your own business one day. Right. And God calls you, and here's what he says. He says, go and take for yourself a wife of whoredom and mm. have children of whoredom. For the land commits whoredom by forsaking the Lord. Wow. So in other words, you know, Israel is like this prostitute. Mm-hmm. that They have turned away from God and they have sold themselves to others. Uh, and so God tells, um, tells Hosea to go and, and marry a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Show the people what it's like. Yeah. And of course, by marrying a prostitute, he's making this public witness. This, this is you, O Israel. Yeah. Uh, but and it's not only simply to offend the people, uh, but more to the point is to show God's love for them. Yeah. That, that God loves his people, even though they are faithless to him, yet he loves them, he's faithless to them. So he marries this woman in verse 2. So he went and took Gomer, the wife of the blind. She conceived and bore him a son. And the Lord said, call his name Jezreel, for in just a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood, blood of Jezreel. Mm. Uh, so Jezreel, there's a battle in Jezreel. That's where yep. Jehu's dynasty took over the throne. And yep. God said, that's coming to an end. Verse 6. She conceived again and bore a daughter. If you look closely, right in verse 2, it says, She conceived and bore him a son. In verse 6, she conceived again and bore a daughter. Hmm. You notice what's missing there. Mm-hmm. There's no him. Okay. Right? And so this, she continues oh, her... Oh, this is somebody else's daughter? Yeah. Oh. So she continues her wayward ways, even though she's married to Gomer. And this is no, again... No, no, she is Gomer. I'm she's sorry, even though she's married to the Hosea. prophet. Right. Yes. Even though she's married to Hosea, she's carrying yes, Gomer her. does seem like a boy's name, but okay. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Gomer Pyle. <laughs> is that why? Yeah. Okay, but these names are interesting too, because the child mm-hmm. here is called Lo-Ruhama, Lo-Ruhama, which means not loved. Yeah. Go and show him not loved, not pitied, no mercy. Okay. For I shall have no love, no pity, no mercy uh, upon the people of Israel, because they have turned away from the Lord their God. Right. And so then this child becomes a living symbol of, of what God is about to do to them. Right. Uh, and then still later, uh, chap, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. H is another child. When she had weaned no mercy, or no pity, or no ruhama, she conceived and bore a son. And again, notice, just notice, bore a yeah, son, a not son. bore him a son, but Got bore it. a son. And the Lord said, call his name Lo-Ami, which means not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. Hmm. And so here's this, this marriage, this prophetic act, this marriage where God sends the prophet not only to speak words, but then to act them out and show that like the prophet, God mm-hmm. is faithful to his people, but they are faithless to him. And right. so the time has come and he's had enough. Oh my. But again, you know, we hear God's heart. Uh, verse 10, and yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea. So remember what God mm-hmm. promised Abraham, mm-hmm. that he that through him all the families of the earth shall be blessed, like the stars in the sky, like the sand on the mm-hmm. sea. And God will keep that covenant with Abraham. Uh, even though the people have broken the covenant on Sinai with him, he will keep his covenant. That um, the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or number. And in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people. It shall be said to them, children of the living God, and they shall be gathered together, and they will appoint for themselves one head, and they shall go up from the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. So there's this hint. Hmm. Well, it's more than a hint. More than a hint. I mean, it's a big deal. It's It's a a friend. It's right, just the next verse. So So right away. 
And so there's this prophecy that though mm-hmm. disaster is coming, uh, that it's not the end, mm-hmm. uh, that, that God will do more. And then finally, chapter 3, I love this. It's a very small chapter. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the Lord said to me, go again, love a woman who is loved by another. And again, that's that's how God feels. Right? Mm-hmm. For 200 years, he's been calling these people to himself, and they keep hopping in the other beds and mm-hmm. whatnot. Go again, love a woman who is loved by another and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, mm. though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins, these little offerings they make to the idol. Mm-hmm. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver, which probably means that she was a prostitute. Okay, yeah, because that's not uh, that's not the price even of a slave, right? No, that's, <clears throat> that's half the price. So she probably was, you know, more, bought her for hire. Okay. Uh, notice, too, that she he's literally redeeming her, mm-hmm. right? just oh, as good. Jesus will yep. redeem us. Uh, so I bought her for 15 shekels of silver, and I said to her, You must dwell as mine for many days. You will not play the whore or belong to another man, and so will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or household gods, and afterward. Then the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall come in to fear the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. Hmm. And so it's this prophecy. So after this faithless marriage, he goes and finds her yet again, My goodness. buys her back, mm-hmm. redeems her. Uh, and then there's this prophecy that in the days to come, in the latter days, God will raise up David, uh, that is, the son of David, the Messiah, who will restore his people to himself. Okay. And so that is what we will be looking at next week Which uh, is... with the prophet Isaiah. Okay, Isaiah, wow. And so we're going to look at Isaiah chapters 6, 7, 8, and 9. Ooh, those are good chapters. Yeah, Isaiah 6, 7, 8, and 9. Very nice. Right. Okay, well, that would be the end of this one. Yes, and we'll have plenty to talk about after a wonderful, wonderful um, sermon. You don't know it's going to be wonderful it's be yet. Great. You're you know doing what? It. You know what? The other thing is, is though that's interesting because we are talking about love and marriage. That's the topic. Um, but one of the points being is that God definitely uses this analogy of marriage throughout the scriptures mm-hmm. to talk about His relationship with His people. Uh, for whatever reason, it's His favorite analogy. So we'll talk about that a little bit on mm-hmm. Sunday. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye.